Welcome to Watch Therefore, or Watching for Our King, our Savior, Messiah Jesus. He told His people to watch therefore and be ready. And the signs are all around us. It can't be long before our Savior will come for His people in the rapture, in the clouds. Hallelujah, what a day that will be when our Savior, Yeshua, we shall see. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, praising this great King, proclaiming that He's coming and that we need to be ready. We're in the book of 2 Timothy. Paul wrote uh, his great uh, disciple Timothy this letter just before Paul was going to be with the Lord. Uh, he's in prison uh, in Roman authority and getting ready to, to go and be with the Lord, so, having so, uh, lived a life of suffering for the gospel tremendously. Now, he's writing these important last things to Timothy that are also important for us. So what we're looking at is chapter 2 of 2 Timothy. I began in chapter 2 at our last program, and um, Paul tells Timothy to be strong in the grace that is in Messiah Jesus. And he gives three analogies, and I begin with the first one, last program, we ran out of time. He gives three analogies. One is of a soldier. The other is an athlete, and finally, uh, a farmer, a farmer. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at these analogies uh, here and we'll see how far we can get in this program and this teaching. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. He says to Timothy, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. You know, the reality is it's hard to follow Jesus. You don't hear that much when people are giving an altar call or, or sharing the gospel and, and they say, now just pray this little prayer and you're saved and forgiven. You don't have to do anything else the rest of your life, you're saved. Now listen, there's no way we can earn our salvation. We, there's nothing we can do to be good enough to go to heaven. There are no works we can complete to make us qualified to go to heaven. At the same time, we need to understand when we receive Jesus as Lord, we sign up for the Lord's army, Right? And there is suffering. There are difficulties. Jesus, our Lord, said, If anyone will be my disciple, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Right? Now, it, it, it takes endurance. This is an endurance program. Right? And, and, and in the military, there's boot camp. And there's many other forms of discipline that make a good soldier. Right? And, and a soldier is cut off from civilian life because they become property, for example, of the U.S., of the U.S. Army, right? And, and so it is with be believing in Messiah Jesus. We sign up for uh, the army of Yahweh Savaot, the Lord of the armies of heaven. Paul tells Timothy, no engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Many believers in Jesus don't even consider the war that they're in. You see, before believing in Jesus, we are lost and we are under the control, or were, if you're a believer in Jesus now, uh, like I am, uh, you were under the control of Satan. But when you give your life to Messiah Jesus, he sets you free. He brings you into his kingdom. And then you become a direct enemy of Satan and the dominion of darkness. And from that time on, we are engaged in a war. And I remember sharing this with somebody who got angry at me and said, don't talk to me in military terms. I don't want to be in a war. Well, bless the Lord, whether you want to be or not, you are. Do you believe in Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Have you been saved? Yes. Then you are part of the Lord's army, period. 
And, and that's what Paul tells him here, and that we need to be disassociated in a much greater degree than we are, I believe, with the affairs of this life. Like I said, a soldier is cut off from civilian life once they become a soldier. Why? That we might please them who enlisted us as a soldier. Being pleasing to the Lord is something also that is too darn foreign in the body of Messiah. No, we should want to live lives. The, the Bible says, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable acceptable and pleasing to you, our strength, our Redeemer, Messiah, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, since I touched on this earlier, I'm not going to go in great detail, but I would like to discuss a few ways people are strung up or in bad shape as soldiers uh, in the Lord's army. Some have gone MIA. They're missing in action. They were serving the Lord and something happened. Someone hurt them. Someone broke their heart. Some, something, some, um, some expectations were not met. Many things can happen that are very difficult and challenging while following the Lord. And they went missing in action. They went missing in action. We're to be serving the Lord in the body of Messiah. We're to be exercising the spiritual gifts the Lord's given us to build up the body of Messiah. But so many today instead are missing in action. Right? Many believers in Jesus are prisoners of war, POWs. Right? They have strongholds in their lives, controlling their minds, controlling their hearts, controlling the direction or lack thereof of their lives. And they're not serving the Lord in a way that would be pleasing to Him because they have bondage. Well, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in the pulling down of strongholds. Right? Taking every thought captive to, to the, and obedient, into the obedience of Messiah Jesus. Listen, right now, there may be strongholds, ways of dark thinking or, or, or things that have taken place in your life that have you bound in Messiah Jesus' name. Strongholds come down in the name of Messiah Jesus. Right now, be set free and get back into the service of the Lord. Others are AWOL. They're absent without leave. Absent without leave. They've left their post and are out there in the world, living in the world for themselves instead of as good soldiers of Messiah Jesus. Listen, you cannot be strong in the grace of Messiah Jesus. And that's what this is about. This, this chapter begins this way. You cannot be strong in the grace of Messiah Jesus when you walk outside of the ways of the grace of Messiah Jesus. No, here, you, here, here is life. Get involved in, 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 the, in the Lord's kingdom serving as a good soldier of Messiah Jesus. Right. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Wow. Think of this. The Bible also, Paul writes uh, in other places about uh, athletes who compete for a perishable crown, but we live this life for Jesus looking for eternal crowns and rewards in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Right? No, listen, we have to go the Lord's way. So much of the problem in the lives, the unnecessary problems in the lives of believers in Messiah Jesus is they don't know the ways of the Lord. They don't compete, as it were, according to the Scripture, according to the rules. Well, well, we're into the New Covenant. Bless God, there's no rules in the New Covenant. Really? People have gotten deceived about grace and about the ways of the Lord. The New Covenant grace standard is much higher than the law. Well, what do you mean? Well, here's an example. Messiah Jesus said this. He said, You've heard it said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you, if a woman looks, If a man looks at a woman with lust, He's committed adultery already with her in his heart. It's a much higher standard. It's such a high standard 
that there's no way we could walk in it without the Holy Spirit. So the law of grace is also called the law of the Spirit, the law of liberty. We're free from having to try to keep the law of Moses in our own natural flesh. We have been called to this much higher standard, the standard of grace that is kept by God's goodness working through us. Uh, I'm not alive in my own life as much as Christ is alive in me. He says it this way, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved himself and gave himself for me, right? That's the law of the Spirit. What do we do to walk in that? We cooperate with grace. We, be, we, we need to be strong in the grace of the Lord so we compete accord, according to the rules of the law of liberty, the law of the Spirit, the law of Messiah. Where do I find those? In the Word of God. That's why we need to blow the dust off the book and read it. And by grace, by God's working in us, do what it says. You see, here's our part. We have a lot of work to do, but the Lord will empower us to do that work as we do it according to His ways. The right. So if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Let's learn the ways of the Lord and walk in them. Okay? And the hardworking farmer. Well, the hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. So we are to be like a hardworking farmer who's patient and, and trust the Lord then to bring back to us what we need to get to survive. So many are walking outside of the ways of the Lord and they're not like the hardworking farmer because they're out trying to make their own way and try to make their own provision. Messiah Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. The hardworking farmer doesn't plant weeds and expect wheat or corn to grow. We reap what we sow. What we plant is what will grow. We need to go and sow peace in righteousness. We need to live for Messiah Jesus in great patience, waiting for Him to bring up a harvest in our lives. Right? And I believe also this pertains to leadership and taking care of leadership. Those who are giving out the Word of God, the Bible says this, Let him who has taught the Word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. I believe the Lord's telling Timothy here, you take care of the Lord's people and the Lord will take care of you and you'll be the first to partake of the crops. And believers in Messiah Jesus should financially take care of those who labor in the word and give the word, right? I'm not talking about some of this perversion that's out there. Sow a seed and, and get a 50-fold increase. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about watching there for and being ready and doing it the Lord's way. We'll be back in just a moment. We have a break that we're going to be taking. We'll be back in just a moment with some more of the message of 2 Timothy being strong in the grace that is in Messiah Jesus. Amen. It's my prayer that you're enjoying the program today. And I'd like to take a moment to share with you how important this opportunity is that we share with the Watch Therefore message. Our Messiah Jesus, He told us to go and make disciples, disciples of Jesus Christ. The Watch Therefore message is so powerful, just like the faithful servant is watching for the master to come and doing what the master commanded. And he, in that parable and in other parables, is told, you will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, when the master, Jesus, returns. 
This message challenges the lost to get saved by Jesus now. Don't wait. Time is running out. It also challenges believers who might be a little lukewarm to shake out of that, to repent, and to be on fire for Jesus, seeking Him with their whole heart. Now listen, Messiah Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 6, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now listen, I want to say that if, if you haven't believed in Jesus as your Savior, please do not send any money into this program. It's our prayer that you would get saved today, that you would receive Jesus as Lord and simply enjoy the program. But for those of you who want to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, we say this, I don't ask for money. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. This airtime is very expensive. Yet we're across North America with this program and on a satellite that goes to 75% of the world. And as the Lord leads, if He raises you up to be one of our partners, we would ask you, hear from the Lord and do what He says. We have our ministries blessing Israeli believers that are an extension of the Watch Therefore program and media. With blessing Israeli believers, we take the gospel and discipleship to Israel and just like Romans 1.16 says, to the Jew first and then to the Gentile or to the nations, we also have our ministry poured out for the nations where we have our gospel and disciple and orphan outreach in Africa and other places as well. We have a special program to 364 orphans and vulnerable children on a refugee camp in Uganda, the Send It Ahead program. Exciting, exciting, exciting kingdom initiatives where we're advancing the kingdom of Messiah Yeshua with the gospel, with discipleship, with outreach to orphans here in Israel and in the nations. Now, I encourage all of our viewers today, go to our website, sign up for our monthly newsletters for blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations because then you'll receive our updates where you can have prayer points. We need prayer partners. We need the Lord to raise up for us prayer partners and also financial partners. So with our monthly newsletter, you can get involved. You can stay engaged. We do encourage you that you go to our website and look at all the many exciting things we're doing. We're very busy working by grace through faith like the faithful servant who's doing what the master commanded and watching for him to come. Watch therefore and be ready. That's the message. Now, we're getting ready to go back to the program. I encourage you all, have your Bibles open, your hearts ready to receive, and that when this program is over, even more than ever, you'll watch Therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We're looking at the book of 2 Timothy because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So we continue with the, with the thought of, Lord, help us with our faith. Help us have deeper faith with hearing your word, right? So Paul is teaching Timothy, this wonderful disciple, the son in the faith, and Paul is getting ready to be, go be with the Lord. He's going to be a martyr for Jesus, our Savior, and, and he's in prison awaiting uh, that, that sentence and then that graduation to heaven. 
and he's handing off the baton to Timothy. And he tells him in 2 Timothy 2 verse 1 to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And he's explaining some ways to do that. And as we discussed in the first segment, he's telling him about the, the soldier. The soldier who wants to be pleasing to the one who enlisted him as a soldier. The athlete the highly competitive athlete and, and the hardworking, patient farmer. And, and having said that, I have a question for you. Does, does that describe the average American Christian today? A disciplined soldier? A highly trained, competitive athlete? A hardworking, uh, a hardworking farmer who, who gets up early and labors in the field all day? Does that describe to you how American Christians think of the things of the kingdom of God? And I assert to you that it isn't. And I have another question for you. Does that describe you? Does that describe you? And I want to tell you, I ask myself that question when I prepare messages like this. Think of this. Many years ago, I had a television program on another network. And I went there and in two days, I would record like 12 programs. And, and so I, I taught all of Second Timothy on one of those two-day trips. And, and so I came home, and I just kind of sat in the car and had this look on my face. And my wife said, what's wrong with you? She was picking me up at the airport. And uh, I said, I'm under conviction. I've been teaching Second Timothy. I taught the whole book in two days. You see, the Lord, he tells us things that aren't easy to hear. Does a soldier hear things that aren't easy to hear? Does an athlete have difficult realities to face in preparation for competition? What about a hardworking farmer? Look at all the, all the obstacles that he has with regard to weather and markets and so many other things. Right? Well, this isn't Disneyland. This isn't, this isn't a, a, a walk in the park. This is denying yourself and taking up your cross and following Jesus. This is real faith in Jesus. You know, and this is how we cooperate with grace to be strong in grace. Yeah, this is the real thing. This isn't the, this isn't the um, uh, gold dust is floating around me, uh, happy clappy all the time. Um, everything's easy and wonderful faith in Jesus because that's a, that's a it's, it's counterfeit. It's counterfeit, right? Paul is in jail getting ready to die for the gospel and he's training up a disciple to be like him. And he's training us up to be like him. That doesn't mean we're all going to die for believing in Jesus, but some of us may. And it's something we have to be ready to do. How do I know that? Because the Bible says they overcame the Antichrist. They overcame, um, and there's a spirit of Antichrist today certainly to overcome. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives unto the death. That's part of following Jesus. Yeah? And, and, and so uh, he goes on after sharing these things. And in, in verse 7 he says, Consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Now, when we hear things like we're hearing today from Second Timothy, when we look at the Word of God, we need the Lord to give us understanding in these things. And may He do that. May He visit us and fill us with His Holy Spirit and give us greater understanding of these things that we might be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen.
it goes on in verse 8 to share something that I, I did a whole program around not long ago. He says, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of change. But the word of God is not chained. And, and so he says to remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David. Why is that so important to remember? Because there's a lot of Jesus Christ's out there. But only one is the seed of David that can fulfill the David covenant. The one the Lord promised in 2 Samuel chapter 7. He promised to David that from you one will come who will sit on your throne forever. You see, King Jesus came from the physical lineage of David from his mother's side, Miriam, often translated in English, Mary. Right? And, and so his father is God, his mother is Miriam or Mary, and she is a descendant, a direct descendant of King David. So Jesus Christ, he, he came and died on the cross for our sins, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He rose again, right? And he's coming to return to sit on the throne of David. And that's the real Jesus Christ. You see, there are many false religions and, and even some forms of traditional, unbiblical Christianity that have a Jesus that isn't the son of David, who isn't coming back to Jerusalem to reign and rule. That's a false Christ, an anti-Christ, right? No, but this real one was raised from the dead according to Paul's gospel, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day. He rose again according to the scriptures. That's the real gospel of Jesus Christ, and that we must repent, turn away from our sins, and put our faith in belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ to be forgiven, saved, and given a new life, that we will reign and rule under him as he is King of kings and Lord of lords in the millennial reign, the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ, and then on into eternity, as soon as the Lord reigns, to sit, returns to sit on the throne of David. And Paul says that he suffers for this gospel, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. And this is where I want to I want to finish our program today. I want to talk to you about this. That Paul's suffering for the gospel and there's obstacles all around him. But those things don't stop him. You know, there's a great distinction the Bible makes between the afflictions of the righteous and the, the troubles of the wicked, those who reject Jesus Christ. Yeah? In Psalm 34, it says, many, not a few, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Hallelujah. And it is in these trials and in these struggles and with these obstacles, we walk out our faith in Jesus Christ and we are strong in his grace and we dispense his goodness that none of us deserve to people all around us. I say it like this. I'm a beggar who found some bread. Jesus is the bread of life and I'm offering bread to other beggars. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. Why am I saying that? Because Paul is in prison, but that's not stopping him from writing the word of God that we have in our hands today. What a powerful work of grace Paul did while in prison. He's not all, oh, how, how dare they put me in prison? I'm doing right things. Where's my lawyer? He's not, he's about this. Well, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ and I'm going to continue doing his work while I'm here. And that's the thinking we have to have to be strong in the grace that's in Jesus Christ. We have to say, yes, these obstacles are around me. I'm not ignoring them. I'm not uh, minimizing them in terms of their significance, but there's a greater significance in my identity, my calling, the works of grace the Lord's called me to do in the midst of these troubles and difficulties because he has a destiny for me that 
the day of the Lord when I stand before him to be, to be judged according to my stewardship in Messiah Jesus. No, not for innocence or guilt. I'm forgiven. I'm going to heaven. That judgment I'm talking about is only for believers. But that day is coming and it, it, it will determine our destiny in the kingdom of God. And nothing's going to stop me. Why? Because I'm going to be strong. It's in the grace of Jesus Christ. What about you? Are you, are you truly saved? Do you know that you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Now, you know, church doesn't save you. It's great to go to church. It's important. Uh, having a Bible doesn't save you. I'm sure glad I have one, but that's not what saves me, right? Um, having a, a religious friends doesn't do it either. Giving lots of money to the church, it's a great thing to do, but doesn't save you. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The one who gave his perfect sinless life to pay for my guilt and shame. The one who took my shame upon himself on the tree, upon the cross. Is he your Lord and Savior? Have you truly been changed? Does his spirit dwell within you, bearing witness that you're saved, you're forgiven, and you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, no longer in Adam and his sin and judgment and condemnation, but in Christ Jesus and his forgiveness, love, and mercy? Oh, hallelujah. So pray with me. If you want to know for sure that you're saved and forgiven and going to heaven, you have to be prepared to turn away from your sins. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and be prepared to follow him and become his disciple. Does that describe you or are you ready to do that? Now pray with me. Oh, Father in heaven, I've sinned against you. I don't want to go to hell and I know that you love me. And hell's a real place where people who reject your only way of forgiveness go. But you love me and you sent me that way of forgiveness. You sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins and he rose again and I believe that and I want to turn away from my sins. I want to learn to live a life that pleases you. Jesus, Lord, please save me and forgive me. Amen. Did, did you do that? If you did, contact us. We want to get some literature to you. We want to pray with you. We want to bless you. For all who are watching the program today, be strong that is in the grace that Christ Jesus has provided for us. And a life that demonstrates that grace is one that's watching for the master to return and preparing for that return by doing what he commanded. In the Bible, he's called the faithful servant. Our goal is to, make, is to be faithful servants and make disciples who are faithful servants. So until we get together next time, we're out of time for this program today. Remember this, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Our program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveschwartz62 at yahoo.com. That's D-O-V-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z 62 at yahoo.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website, watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is an amazing tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. Feel free to also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready.